Hey everybody, that is Gary Smith. Hello. That is Kaz Kenny. And I am Eddie Bramble, and this is episode 67 of the Blackboard's Edge podcast. 67. Turn that around and be 76. We'll be there in no time, right? No time. No time at all. <laughs> Good Lord, man. I don't know what we're going to do. I want to be able to say one day this is episode 578,444. I don't want to live that long. <laughs> Good point. We're going to be doing it a few years if we get to that, that I point. I hope so. I hope so. I'm having It'll fun. It'll sound more like, is this 7,000? <laughs> I'll have no teeth left by then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, start us off with the Fisher Report. Well, it, I don't know if anybody's out there today, but oh my God, if you're out there today, you're a bigger man than I am. But let me tell you what, we're going out there today as soon as we get on this podcast. I do know that. So um, it's been hot. I mean, the water has been just choking, choking hot. You know what I'm saying? So um, look, remember, this Fisher Report is brought to you by Angler Sports Center on Route 50 in Annapolis. If you have not been to Angler Sports Center, you just do not know what you're missing. Hey, and just so you know, Angler Sports Center is the headline sponsor for our 2021 Snakehead Tournament Trail, so make sure that uh, you get in on some of this action down here. we got our next tournament coming up in a couple weeks, so get signed up. Uh, if you need snakehead lures, guns, ammo, anything like that, you want to shoot and kill deer, I mean, they got all that kind of stuff up there. You want targets, you want apparel, you want hats, you want boots, you want gloves, you want underwear, where you want all cut look they got it all just go to anglers tell them that though we sent you up there and uh get yourself some stuff and remember they got the bait boys snakehead destroyers there uh lots of fresh uh, uh soft crabs you can get there for bait too so um be sure you stop out there but let's get back to the fishing report so um it's been pretty tough here the last uh week i'd say you know the, the way the weather's been the rain come in real hard here just before the weekend you know we got some real heavy rain here um, so the water's been up and down as far as, as, as temperature goes. Yep, had, yep. So uh, mm-hmm. we had that tornado come through. I think that was on Thursday, wasn't it? Last Thursday I or Wednesday so, yeah. or something like that. I was actually watching TV when the alert came on, and uh, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I, I felt myself going like this. I ain't kidding for a good five minutes and talked to a couple other people Was that there. just in your head, or was that your actual trailer? Uh, that was probably that, that, probably probably all three, you know, all Thanks. three. Was, you took the words out of my mouth. You guys are brutal. That's all I can say. Brutal, brutal, brutal. But um, uh, Just I, the average day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to some of the guys that are fishing some of the ponds, and um, a lot of bluegill being caught right now. I'm here in some of the freshwater areas, and uh, – you know, Marcia River, I'm hearing some crappie, I'm hearing some bass, I'm hearing uh, snakeheads, a um, few gar still around, we're seeing some of them, so uh, some of the guys are still getting some really nice gar over that way. Uh, out in the Nanticoke, um, a few blue cats in the deeper water areas, you know, catching some of that, still a few white perch around, not not very many. Um, you get up towards, uh, Do- or not Dover Bridge, um, what's that up there, uh, is that what it is, Dover Bridge? No, Dover Bridge on Shop Tank, I'm trying yeah. to think of the name of that bridge right there, um, by Federal's bird, not far from there. Anyway, they're catching on the Marshy Hope. No, no, not on the Marshy Hope. On Nanakook, right down from the mouth of the Marshy Hope. I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, they're catching some blue cats there around the up. pylons. There, yeah. I heard. Um, you know, some of them fish are not real big, but you know, you can find some 20, 25 pound fish. I'm hearing. Um, I do know somebody who hooked a sturgeon the other day in the Marshy Hope, and um, they did. They're not going to put the video out. I did get a chance to see the video, and it was very, very, very cool to see that actually being caught. Uh, the way they handled it, the way they released it. Um, they were very gentle with the fish, and uh, the fish was probably about three and a half, four feet long. It was really, really cool to see this. So uh, I'm not sure how many people are familiar, but you know, in the marsh here, they do have a sturgeon study they've been doing there for several years, um, and they monitor the fish there. They tag them, and they, they keep track of them. And uh, they've actually done fairly well with, uh, with the program that they're doing right now. So that's, that's kind of cool to see. I think it would be really cool to, to be able to go to a river here and catch some sturgeon once again. That would be kind of neat to do, you know what I mean? Um, in Blackwater, it's, it's been tough. It's been really, really tough. You know, the water's hot. The oxygen's low. Um, the fish that we are seeing are out in some deeper areas. I mean, they're not really tucked up in the shallow. Um, I know yesterday I talked to a guy who said uh, he had 110 degrees up uh, in a shallow area in about uh, eight, nine inches of water. So um, you got to remember that, you know, when you're fishing here in the shallows like this, or, or the shallows anywhere for that matter, even on like the western side, you know, in the Bush River, uh, the gunpowder, you know, all these places have an actual black water somewhere in that, in that system, you know, something that you could use comparable to the environment that we have here. So uh, keep that in mind, you know, if you're fishing other areas, you're looking in new areas, you know, on these hot days like this, shallow might not be the place to be you know that might not be the best area to look for the fish so maybe back out try to find yourself a I always call it a temperature break or, or a, a drop in the in the, the in, shelf yeah you know yeah. shelf something like that um i try to i try to think you know if i was a fish where am i going to go today you know what's the most comfortable water for me going to be what is the where am i going to find the most forage and the most food at you know what i mean so um just think like a fish that's right think like a <laughs> bleep, 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 bleep. Um, <laughs> I guess we're going to have a fun day, right? Always is a fun day. So, um, crabs. Let's talk about crabs. So, um, everybody keeps asking about crabs. Crabbing has just been really, really – I'm sorry. 
a pile of crap this year. You know, I mean, it's really, really been tough. It's really been hard. Um, the, the size, we're starting to see some of the bigger crabs now. You know, as we go through the year and the crabs be, continue to shed, you know, they continue to grow. And sometimes when they shed, uh, they may actually grow and put a half inch to three quarters of an inch on them, you know, sometimes. So that five-inch crab, you know, that'll be five and three quarters now. So I think we're going to start seeing a lot of these six-inch crabs that just shed, and they're going to be looking at that six and three quarters or seven-inch plus. We did see some crabs over the weekend, believe it or not. Uh, not very many. It was only a handful uh, but we did see some that were eight inches. So that, that was good to see some of these big crabs showing up. And um, I think this weekend, if, if everything goes the way that we're thinking, I think we're either going to get slammed with crabs here in the next two weeks or it's going to be a total crab and show. You've got a you tropical know? storm coming in Thursday Yeah, night, and, that, so. and that's another thing you've got to think about. How many times have we been in this position where we're getting ready to come on with the big crabs and out of nowhere we get some kind of weather system that comes up the bay and here we are scrambling again for three weeks. So hopefully that's not what's going to happen. Hopefully this – a little more gentle than severe on us, I guess. You know so, what I mean? so what you're saying is you're either going to have crabs or you're not going to have crabs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much the truth. I either am or I'm not. I mean, it's, kinda, it's all weather. <laughs> whether it works for you or whether it works against you. I mean, there, there's, no, there's no cloudy area. I'm either going to have them or I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the way it always is. You know? That's right. But, uh, but here locally, I mean, the kids that are handlining, they're having a good time. You know, it's really good to see. You know, I've been really promoting a lot of stuff to do with the kids here and things to do. And uh, I put a post up a couple of weeks ago on the Crab Stand page of some kids handlining. We saw that, my nephews, and uh, everybody's been reaching out asking, you know, where can I take my kids to drop some handlines and do some of that? And I think the really cool thing is, is that's part of the crab sport that's been gone and is missing today. You know, you don't, don't see the kids out there like, I know when we were all little, man, we didn't, we didn't go out in boats a lot of times. We went with our friends down to the creek, threw chicken necks in there on a hand line and came back with a five-gallon bucket of crabs to our mom or dad. I'm like, hey, look what we got. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, to see the kids doing that and bringing some of that back, I mean, that's, that's really cool, man. You know, a lot, a lot of the old stuff, like I was talking with some of the old-timers here in the last two weeks, and, you know, like Dave said, a lot of, a lot of the old morals, morals, or whatever you want to say that they had are just, they're just gone now, you know? So, um I don't know. I mean, let's uh, let's try to rekindle what, what, we're, what we're missing here. And I think we're doing a lot of that. I mean, fishing's getting really, really busy down here. Um, the economic impact here has been just incredible. You know, I hear people talk about, you know, us and how much economic impact we've got. What I don't hear these people talking about is what kind of economic impact they have coming their way and why they're so mad about why we're getting so much traffic here. You know what I mean? Everybody just be careful and, and, be, and, be, and be, uh, be patient because everybody's going to get to eat out of the pie here real, real soon. You know, it's going that way too. So, <laughs> anyway, um, that's about what I got on the fish report up the bay um i'm hearing some rock fishing in the flats you know not many just a few handful uh some of the guys chumming at the bay bridge they're doing pretty good some of the guys are live lining spot at the bay bridge are doing really really good uh out on the the big chop tank river i just want to touch on this on this real quick cca has put uh some uh some oyster reefs in there in between the bridges and they've installed some cameras um, so we're hoping to be able to bring to you some live feeds of, you know, what's going on under the water so you can see firsthand, you know, kind of what goes on during the day in a river system, you know. And I think this is something really, really good and something that I'm definitely looking forward Have to seeing. Have they been installed? I, I didn't think they were being installed yet. I, I, I thought it was later this summer. I'm not sure where they are with everything, but I'm yeah, just trying, 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 installed yet. trying yeah, to put yeah, the feelers yeah. out there. But I know that we're going to be live with that, he was saying. You know, we're going to have that up. Yeah, we're going to um, help him out with that. Yeah, so, I mean, that that's something that I'm really looking forward to. I think that would be great. You know, Dave was saying, you know, this would give people a chance to really see real time what goes on under the water you know so um anyway that's about what i got out of the fishing report you know so i don't have much more if anybody's got anything they want to add in the comments about fishing or what you've been doing in your area share it with us man we'll talk about it right now while we're on, while we're on there justin says he's out today but he's not fishing he's cutting grass oh so. justin well, well just watch out for a chiggers hope you got some uh <laughs> some stuff sprayed on your legs man good god man i'm just now getting out of the oh don't, don't <laughs> go there don't go there <laughs> <laughs> Can't, did, can't say that word no more. Did, 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> what word? What word? Wait, 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 wait. What, checkers? That's it. I did, it did it again. Stop. <laughs> Folks, for those of you who don't understand what's just happened here, all Gary and I have heard for the past month and a half is how much Kaz has been bitten by ticks and chiggers for a month and a half now. And it's just. I think we're a little bit frustrated with hearing those two words. I'm going to put my dog in the truck and, and tell him to get something out of the truck. I'm going to show what a real bite's all about. Well, I just want to say this, man. Like, the last two nights have probably there been the go. first two nights that I've been able to get through without jumping up and just digging myself to death for a good oh, 10, 15 yeah. minutes, you know. <laughs> but look, for real, if, you, if you're going out, you know, bug spray, I mean, the green flies, the deer flies, I mean, they're all out right now, so... 
you know, spray can be your friend, a thermosel can be your friend, or you can go out and donate blood and have to Everybody go to the hospital next day eat, to man. get yourself uh, get yourself uh, some. <laughs> um, so look, so our next guest coming up, uh, we've got a guest here from North, two two guests here today. It's going to be a really good show. You know, me and Gary have had the opportunity here. Uh, over the last couple of weeks to go up and do some work with them. And we've done some work, you know, with them over the last couple of years. And uh, we, we're building a really, really good relationship with the folks up there at North Bay uh, Education. So um, before we get into that, you know, if you're down here on the Eastern Shore and you happen to uh, slide off into a ditch and you're stuck and you can't get out of there or your car just overheats and you're stuck in the middle of the road and you're worried you might get rear-ended by somebody coming down their big green tractor or something like that and you need to get off the road, look, what you want to do is you want to reach out to my good friend Roy Bradshaw out there at Roy Bradshaw's Body Shop. Look, if you need a tow, need body work done on your car, anything like that, he is definitely your go-to guy. Look, Roy's a good friend of mine. He'll be a good friend to you too. Look, you don't want to get in trouble with any of them uh, marshals out there, any of them feds, any of them DNR. So if you get stuck, you're in luck. I I've got Roy Bradshaw, and he'll be in the truck. So uh, check that out. <laughs> what, Eddie? You like that? That was a good one. Damn, boy. I, I, I don't know how you just do that on the spot like that. I don't know how you could just come up with that. I don't even remember what I just said, honestly. I don't. But I know it was good, and I'm going to go back, and I'm going to copy that. And that's going to be the slogan for Roy Bradshaw from here on out. <laughs> I'm done with you. I can't with you today. It's been too long. Do you want to watch garden. a cornfire video? No, I'm okay. done with it. I'm done with it. Just introduce your guests. That's your job this week. Might I get to introduce them this week? Okay, yes. so look. So this week... Our guests are my good friend Dan and my good friend Abby from North Bay Education. So uh, since Eddie's done and he can't do any more, I'll go ahead and get this podcast started here. <laughs> Eddie, get off the floor, bro. No, just kidding. So uh, my first guest is Dan. And, um, you know, before I introduce, before we talk to Dan, I just want to tell you a little bit. Dan's been down here now. Um, how many trips have you been here, Dan? This is my fifth trip. So this is his fifth trip. And um, you'll see in, 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 in our post, when you look at the headline picture, you'll see Dan standing there and uh, – He's just kind of holding an empty uh, fish grabber in his hand. And Dan's been coming down here now for five times, and he still has yet to get a snakehead. I believe you've hooked one, but we lost it, and you didn't land it. Uh, so today, that's what we're going to work on is getting you your snakehead and get that off the list so that I can sleep at night. Because every night when I go to bed, these are the dreams I have. I see Abby over there reeling in these big, giant snakeheads, and I see Dan over there on the bank, <laughs> like this, crying, like this, saying, Abby, please, what am I doing wrong? You know, so today, we're going to get that monkey off your back, and we're going to get you a fish, and uh, you're going to be good to go. So, Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I am born and raised in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, I had two brothers, and all we did was play sports. So I grew up not doing anything environmental whatsoever. And moved to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina for, yeah, for a few years working in youth sports. Um, and then I was like, you know what? The outdoors are actually pretty fun, you know, hanging outside. So, so tell me a little bit about that. So, so how, how did you get... So, so you're coming out of school, is that what it was? You're looking for something to get into, and, and you wanted to stay into the sporting field with the kids? Is that kind of what you want to do? Yeah, correct. So I got an internship with the city of Myrtle Beach, and through that That's I got awesome. a job and got to work in youth sports, which is what I did my whole life growing up. So it was just an easy transition. And being outside all the time, setting fields up, doing a whole bunch of camps and stuff, I was like, you know what? Out, outside is much more fun than you know, always being in the sport doing it. So I ended up seeing a bumper sticker. It's like, you like the outdoors? Get a job at South Carolina DNR. And I was like, well, I'm about to leave South Carolina and move back up north. Let me see what Maryland DNR has. And they had a job for something called Conservation Job Corps. And they take at-risk youth and they give them jobs, show them what it's like to hold down a job, teach them conservation techniques. But they also did something really cool, which is take them kayaking, take them fishing, and take them camping. Wow. So I started working through that, and I loved it. And I was like, this is awesome stuff. I never got to do this growing up. Like, I missed out, you know? So I ended up getting a job at a place called North Bay Education, which is uh, where Abby comes into the picture. And I just started doing more stuff on the Chesapeake Bay, going in water. I never went on a boat until I was, I'm 35 now, 27. Wow. You know, like... This this this, this, this kind of reminds me of our whole mentorship thing yep. with Blackwater, you know, like 100%. when I talk to somebody like Dan, and you hear this story. So, yeah. you know, not everybody gets the opportunity, like me as a kid at five years old, to go fishing. Some people it doesn't happen until later in life. So, so don't worry, Dan. It's okay to be waiting on your snakehead too. It may happen <laughs> later in life, brother. No, <laughs> So, t- so tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about North Bay once you got there. I mean, what what was it that attracted you there? I mean, look, here's what I see. I see a guy mm-hmm. who's really about giving back, who likes helping people, who wants to be involved in the community. So, um, so when you got to North Bay, what, what was it about North Bay that you said, hey, I think I want to do this, man? Um, well, honestly. I know the location. Yeah. I mean, you, t- you take me there and just put me out on the pier. I want to do it right now. I don't care what you got. You can pay me a dollar an hour. I'm good to go. 
Um, well, the Conservation Job Corps, it is just a summer job. Okay. So I needed a job, and I worked with a lot of people from North Bay at that job. And like, you know what? Like, just come work, work here. And I was like, all right, I need a job. I like the outdoors. I like kids. And then that's when I fell in love with it, being out, out in the environment like that because they have a pier. You take kids into the water, and you just immerse yourself in nature. You walk them outside in wetlands and the forest. And, you know, it's just it's amazing when you're not in that life to kind of experience it with kids that are also experience it, most of them for the first time. I think you just hit the nail on the head yeah. there, man, just to watch the introduction of new people to the things that we get to experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I'm blown away when I see something. They're blown away when you see them. And just having that connection is just it's incredible. So that kind of just stuck with me to stay at North Bay. And it's not a place like any other facility, environmental education um, facility. Talk a little bit about the facility. Yeah. Like, like, like what, what is a typical day yeah. for, for, for a kid there? Now, I know, I know you're involved in the whole aquarium side, and we're going to talk about that too. But, but like a kid comes there for the day, and uh, you know, I, know, I know our good friend Little Willie, he's been watching all this stuff about North Bay, and he really, he's really, really pumped up about that place. But uh, like, so... For a kid to come there for the day, let's say let's say you're going to describe to to little Joe over here what his day is going to be like. What what can little Joe expect for the day? So North Bay is a residential or a week or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's a residential environmental camp, and you'll come for the week with your middle school, usually sixth grade, and you'll spend four days there. You'll learn two environmental education classes: one in the morning, one in one in the evening. And now, when you say environmental education classes, meaning, meaning what, what, what so, do you mean by that? Um, a typical one could be vultures, could be wetlands, could okay. be fish, clams, anything that we have on our thing that you can investigate, we can make a class on. So the awesome thing about North Bay is if I'm interested in something, I can create something and teach kids. So we've created a fungus lesson, and people go around wow. and looking for fungus. Wow, what, a, what an awesome cool. opportunity, yeah. man. That is so cool. Yeah, so what, what you do is you have them learn how to collect data the correct scientific way you analyze it and then you relate the lesson to them as a person character wise so that's what separates north bay from other other places is we wow. do character development and character building so um we'll just we'll just take vultures as an example because it it's a big one um we talk about you know should they be there like the black vulture is it is it encroaching on the territory of the turkey vulture. And if it is, like, what kind of impact does it have? Also, what happens if we take away all the vultures? Because they go to the bathroom, they're gross, we don't want them around. What happens to the environment if we do it? And then how can that relate to you and your community if, like, you take away something that, that is supposed to be there? Wow. Or something else encroaches and starts impacting something else in a negative way. And that's how we relate it to them. And we just have those open discussions with kids and just let them speak freely about issues that they have going on, ways to fix it. And we have theme words for each day to coincide with these, like niche, um, invasive species, degraded condition, and then action. Because you always want to have an action at the end. And, and then our night program is basically the same way. We have a live show. They go over the same words. They see live performances. And we just kind of hit it, hit it over and over again. And we have done surveys for 15 or 16 years, and we can see the, the growth from them from day one to day four about wow. how they look at, look at wow. themselves and their environment and role models. That's cool. Yeah. That is. I mean, that's, that, that's character building. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's what I hear right game. now. You know what I mean? Uh, when, when I came up to the facility my first time, and, and we walked out on that pier, and we were looking around at stuff, and we were talking about, you know, collecting data and you were asking questions and so were some of the other people there and the other folks we were talking about on the pier that day and uh was it richard was that his name richard Rick yeah, Garber, right? yep. so, director uh, of education yeah so uh you know i remember talking with him and you know he was kind of explaining to me the whole goal and that kind of thing and you know i think it's really important what you guys are doing simply because of the psychology that i see behind it you know like that that's what i see i see you using psychology instead of um What's the word? You, instead of directing, you're giving them the opportunity to make the choices, you know, in the direction that they want to go, which a lot of kids aren't afforded that opportunity growing up. They're told you're going to do this, you're going to do that. You don't get to make the choice. I'm the parent. You know what I mean? Well, I, so, think, I think that's a big part of just kids in general today. They're, they're not told how to think anymore. 
they're, they're, they're told what to think and not how to think. And I think that's, that's a huge step forward for any kid who takes that program. Yeah. And, um, I've been there for a long time, but the goal is to eventually have the students lead the class in which, in which you take them to a place and they kind of lead into, this is what we're going to learn today. So yeah, when you talk about the like student living and them thinking, that's the goal is for them to be, to be the thinkers that they investigate what they want to do come to their own conclusions. And we're just kind of the guide on the side, helping them out, so yeah. to speak. One, one of my favorite classes in high school was the same structure where you're, you're given a, a topic where you're, you're splitting the groups and each group's given a different topic. And then you have to investigate the topic and then you teach the class about that topic. Once you're, once you get to the end of the, of the, the lesson, and it's, it's, it was a great, great class. That was one of my favorite ones in all of high school. I'm looking at the comments here and Jamie Cheesem, he's saying, uh, Took my son there in sixth grade, and he still talks about North Bay. Awesome experience for our youth today. Um, how, how many how many folks, like on an average for the year, how many, I know Corona and all that, forget all that, but on, on an average year, how many, how many kids are you guys bringing through this program, would you say? Pre-COVID, it was about 10,000 middle school students from Maryland. A year? A year. Wow. wow. Wow, that's, that's wow. And, and, that, and that's yeah, from all over the state, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like 16 counties we ended up pulling from. That's wow. quite vast. Fairly yeah. good percentage of the middle school kids. That yeah, age, I was just about to say that, yeah. yeah. Uh, before we go any further, look, I, I want to give away something, okay, uh, for, for Ch- Coast Conference Conservation Association, our good friend Dave Sikorsky out there. You know, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, the Great Invasive, the Ch- great, great Chesapeake Invasive Count is going on right now. And, Eddie, that link that they can go uh, sign up for it is, is uh, ccamd.org slash count. And the purpose of this program is, like Dan's talking about with North Bay, is to collect real-time data and to get the public involved with what's going on out here, you know, in, in, in the Chesapeake Bay watershed and what's going on. So, um, you know, you can, you can check your fishing. There's lots of free prizes. It doesn't cost anything to do this. Um, and you're helping us collect real-time data, being that we're still trying to get some funding to get more biologists involved so we can really, really get some, some, some stuff figured out here. But, uh, you know, uh, on behalf of CCA, we're going to give away a Lunker Hunt pocket frog. Uh, Eddie, what do you want him to say for that pocket frog there, buddy? Um, how about let's catch invasives? Let's catch invasives. So put that in the comments, and you can have that lunker hunt pocket frog. And look, I, we can't thank Dave for all the work that oh, them guys goodness. are doing out there. He you does know, th- phenomenal job. This whole this whole chop tank thing that's coming together, and there's just you can see the numerous, numerous, numerous things that they've done around the Chesapeake to help make it a better fishery for all of us. And um, you know, I just want to thank CCA for the work that they're doing. Thank them for the sponsorship here in our tournament. And uh, as always, if there's anything that we can do to help promote you, that's what we're here for. Um, so Dan, back back to what we're talking about. So um, you know. Fishing-wise, you know, so we get the kids out there, we're collecting data, we're doing things, we're teaching them the right way. Um, what other kind of programs do they have there that they can do? I, now, I know, Gary, when we were up there last time, you wanted to get on the boat and go do what? Look at the flats. I want to know. What were they the going to go do for that? They were going to take the kids and go what? Oh, they were snorkeling. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> just, and, and, and Gary, you know, Gary says I just want to see some water clearing us snorkeling. <laughs> I started laughing my oh. boohoo off when he said that. Oh, I ain't yeah. kidding, man. Um, but yeah, you know, Gary had a chance to go up there and look around the facility too. You know what I mean? So, um, so what other kind of things are, are we doing with the kids? So every now and again, we'll have the opportunity based on just availability of schools to have special weeks in which we will have, like, we'll just say gifted and talented kids apply, and we'll have a more structured lesson and week in which they will learn that they might do a fish lavage and they'll go on a massive boat, catch fish, look at their gut contents, see what's going on. We'll also have them take snorkeling, like you guys said. Um, they'll have a week in which they'll have four or five topics they get to choose from and they will just learn about that topic for the whole week. So, so they get to pick what they want to learn. It's not like they're, it's yep. not like they're given a schedule, so they kind of have the opportunity to pick what they want to do. Yep, and then based on that, man, that they have so the cool, schedule. Man. Yeah, um, and then during the summertime, you know, kids school kids aren't in school, so we have basically summer camps that we used to run, but now, you know, try try to stay afloat. We have summer camps that are run by other other organizations, but occasionally we'll get like 50, 60 kids to come in, and we can have them go tubing, go on our zip line. All that stuff. Zipline, that's what I saw there. I like yeah. but I'll tell you what, I just, I don't know if I could. I well, one goes in the water. I don't know. You might like that. <laughs> I, might, I might like that one. Call it the snakehead bomb. You, we drop you off can the take, You can take Kaz on the 
on the zip line. I just want to have the control of the quick release. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you scared of heights? You don't want to do zip line? No, so I'm um, like, I bungee jumped one time when I was 18 years old. I've always wanted to do that. I haven't had a chance nah, to do that. No, 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 no. So, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> So, so, so here, here, no, I'm serious, dude. Like, no, like, no, no, no. Right? Uh, me there was a scream in there somewhere. Oh, no, this is really bad. I mean, this is like probably one of the best stories you'll ever hear in my life. Okay. Oh my God. So uh, we went down there and uh, I think I was 18 years old or 19 years old. And we we're going around the inlet in Virginia Beach. And I see this big old thing up in the air and it's got this big cage up there. I said, what the hell is that? My buddy goes, that's bungee jumping. I said, bungee, like bungee cord jumping, dude? He's like, yeah. I was like, I didn't think you could do that legally. He's like, well, you can here. They got it all set up. It's permitted this and that. So we go in. You get you get, you get you go to a how-to class first before you can bungee jump, right? So you have to watch this video about safety and what can possibly happen to you, right? So I'm watching this video. The first guy jumps in the line, snaps in half, and he hits the pit. I'm like, what are you showing me that for, man? Like, I just want to get on there right now and go, you know? And the guy's like, well, we just want you to know what can happen and if the line breaks that you're going to be okay. So you're telling me the line could break. Oh, yes, it's broken before. Didn't you see the video? I'm like, oh, my God. And my wife's like, come on, dude, you got to do it. You only live once. I'm like, he's like, I'll pay for it. I was like, all right, dude, you pay the $200. I'll do it. I'll, let's do it. So I get in this cage and I go up to the top. I'm standing there, I look down, and everybody looks like little ants, man. I ain't kidding you. And the guy goes, we're going to have everybody on the ground count you down. Three, two, one. When they say bungee, you just let go and you go. I said, all right, man. I'm like, this is not good, dude. My line's going to break, man. I'm going to be the guy that dies today. I mean, all this is going through my head, man, right? So I'm standing there, and I'm holding onto the cage, and he goes, are you ready? I'm like, not really. <laughs> He's like, all right, we'll get ready, all right? Three, two, one. They all yell bungee. I'm just standing there. <laughs> He's like, you all right? I was like, no, not really. I'm not good at all. He's like, well, just let go and fall, man. And this is what I asked him. You're going to die. I said, does anybody do this backwards? He goes, what? Your first time? I was like, yeah, dude, if I can't see it, then maybe I just won't even care. He's like, you do what you want to do. We're going to catch down one more time. You ready? So I came down again. I'm standing there backwards, and I just stood there. He goes, come on, man. He's like, i got people down there. Come on, what are you going to do? I was like, I count him down again. He goes, three, two, and I just let go and went, dude. Let me tell you what, dude. Let me just tell you what. It ain't funny at all, dude. Like, like, like I go ahead and tell you, okay? Like, like, so, so, like, so, 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 so look, so the, the line gets tight, and as it goes to pull me back up, man, I just pissed my pants, bro. You know? I did. I did, dude. And I'm, like, rolling around in the air, dude, and there's, like, pee flinging all around me, dude. And I'm, like, this is not good, dude. My line didn't break. I got pee all down. over myself. And you're upside down. And I'm upside down. It is bad, dude, right? So this thing finally stops, man. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like not happy. I'm pissed. <laughs> Literally. I'm, I don't, I don't know if I experienced what I was. I don't feel like I experienced what I was supposed to experience. You know, so this, this was not planned for the day. You know? Oh so, God. So anyway, Is still up. Uh, I don't, I don't know, dude. All I know is that. Listen, so we left, so we left, right, and we're driving down the road, and there's a slide over there. It says banana slide. I said, dude, stop here. I'm getting on that water slide right now and get myself cleaned up before I go back to the place, man. So I jumped off, ran up this water slide called the banana slide, slid down there, got myself somewhat cleaned up in chlorine water, and got back in the car and went home, dude. Well, let me just tell you what. So they made a video. You know, you could buy the video when you're done, right? Did you buy the video? I didn't, but my buddy did. He oh, still has it, right? Oh, What's Who's your buddy's name? <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam, if you're out there listening no, right now. No, no. Please. Please, please, please send me that I'll video. I'll kill you, dude. I will, I will kill you. Just, I will pay you. Put it up on Blackwater's Edge. That's all you got to do. Buddy. I will pay you for this video. I need to see this video. Are you serious? I mean, because I could get it for the right price, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, we'll get it for free. I can either get it for the right price or I can destroy it for the right price. Oh, no. my goodness. But, no, but that's a true story. That's, that's, oh. that's God's honest. This, this is the greatest podcast episode we've ever had. Now. This is the greatest podcast we've ever yeah. had. Oh, we're definitely all subject. This is 100% my favorite episode. I, I, all I can tell you, Kansas. Thanks for sharing, man. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that I have a better story, honestly, than that one. Like, oh I'm just God. in there thinking, do I have anything better than that? Like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't mean to get off all that with the zip line and everything. But oh. So I, wa I want to get back to this. So we, we've talked a let, Let's Hold on, before, do your next giveaway before you get <laughs> Okay, okay. Okay, so our next giveaway, we're going to give a Nantaberry. Uh, Chanada, Chanada Frog Away. And let me tell you what, these things are absolutely amazing. Sponsored by? Uh, sponsored by Horseman Enterprises. Look, if you're here on the Eastern Shore in Dorchester County and you need any boat work done, fiberglass work, motor work done, diesel work done, 
anything like that, look, the boys over at Horseman Enterprise, they are your go-to for all that kind of stuff. If you want the most beautiful crab boat built you've ever seen in your life, reach out to Benny and Alex Horseman. They can help you do that. Uh, if you need fiberglass refinished, they can do that. If you need uh, your head rebuilt, they can do that. You know, they can do anything that you need to a boat uh, and motor as far as that goes. So uh, Horseman Enterprise, make sure to reach out to them. Um, for the Nantaberry Chanadai frog, what do you want to say, Gary? I know what you got to say. Go ahead. What do you want to say? <laughs> You're an asshole. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I, I done dug me a hole, ain't I? Oh, God. I love bungee jumping. Get you that Nantaberry frog. I love bungee Absolutely. jumping. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised I just told that story on oh, air. About I am, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god so Absolutely so, so here, here's what i kind of want to talk about real quick um dan then we'll get over to abby so i want to talk Ooh. to her too you know we've, oh, 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 we, we've got an update <clears throat> uh, sam has just put in the comments that we will be getting this video oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, just, what, just, what i want to know is when we we were talking when we had you on here and we said tell us a little bit about yourself Cass." How come that never came up <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot about myself oh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Oh, yeah, I, could, I need a I need a breath, man. I need some air conditioning. And all right, <laughs> let's oh. get back on top. Oh. Okay, so, <laughs> so so Dan, you know we we've been talking to you, and I know that um, we're going to be putting some stuff into place up there for the kids to do data collection to help. And um, one of the things we've talked about is you know gut gut sampling and things like that. I think this gives us an opportunity to educate the future of what the current situation is. You know, I think that our current situation is either being addressed or it's not being addressed. So I think looking at the way that North Bay is the direction they're looking to go with this, I think that this is an absolutely amazing idea. And I think that we'll be able to get Department of Natural Resources involved. We'll be able to get other people involved too to help with North Bay getting this kind of stuff collected. So, you know, we've talked about putting some programs together. We put the nets out and let them catch some fish. You know, if they got some snakeheads, we'll measure them. We'll, we'll get the data on them. And it sounds to me like you guys are already collecting data on things around, around the place already. You know, that, that's already been going on. So this will be a good opportunity to watch the other things around as these snakeheads begin showing up and they begin to colonize and take over. Um, I know we were talking, you know, you guys have several, several different kinds of ecosystems on the property. You've got bogs. You've got wetlands. You've got... The river. Um, <clears throat> these kids really get to see from the bottom to the top the circle of life, you know, and I think that that's the coolest thing about what you guys do, you know. Frogs, crayfish, all these little things that are in those bogs and that are in those wetlands are, are important to the river. They're important to the circle of the bay. Um, I, know, I know we were talking, we were there, and I think uh, one, of your, one of your beavers died or something. We were talking about that. Is that something I heard one of the, one of the kids saying or something? Yeah, um, I was trying to think, was that Abby two months ago? Yeah. We just had a massive beaver just floating in the wetland. I'm like, what? What happened? Like, why did that thing die? <laughs> well, I know, I know we were look, seeing if it was traps or anything yeah. like that. And we, we, did, we, we didn't really see nothing. So maybe it was just old age or anything like that. But the, the, my point is this. You guys know what you have there already. Yeah. You know, a lot of folks in here that are saying, this isn't a problem, this isn't a problem, there's no problem. Mm -hmm. They don't know what we've had already. You know, they assume one thing. The fact that you've already got collected data behind you to come forth with with the current data is really, really going to show some stuff there, you know? Yeah, so when I got there, it's always been an expectation to put in your data in a big database so we can collect it. Um, and we've been talking about snakeheads in 2009 um, as, a, as part of the fish lesson. We've caught, in, we've caught one snakehead which was actually my group in 2016. Well, I, I don't take credit for it, but it, it, was, <laughs> it was them. And it was like eight inches long. Um, granted, when you have kids collect data and you have people that don't know much about fish, the data is not 100% accurate. But over time, with enough people, enough time doing it, you still get trends. Sure, sure. So we can, we can look at those trends from years past till now and any times of the year, at any, at any point, we can we can break it down. So it, it's great that, you know, we're partnering, partnering with you guys to even advance this and make it, make it more scientific and be able to present this information to other people and actually see what we have up here and what has changed by, you know, sending it to more people than, than just us. I, I think, um, 
I, I appreciate the opportunities that you've afforded us and, and Gary, you know, coming up and all. You know, I think um, I think you, you got just as much satisfaction oh, yeah. out of it as I did, you know. You're very I, interactive. Kids I, ask a lot of questions. I, I, th- I, th- I think just the first two classes that we did, the, the response was amazing. Just to watch them kids on the edge of their seat like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? You know, we, we threw that picture up of the parents with all the babies, and they're like, oh, my God, yeah. you know. And um, So it was really cool to see the kids, the attraction that was there from the kids, like, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm digging this. You know what I mean? And I think, Gary, you said, uh, what did you ask him when you have to have oh. something about a 65-year-old guy? Oh, so you ever seen old man break down? <laughs> hey, you're not going to say it today either. <laughs> and they, 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 just, they didn't know what to say, Eddie. They just went quiet and just started like, what? <laughs> you know? I'm wondering if they didn't even know what breakdancing was, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? So, but, um, but no, so I think you guys are doing really, really good stuff. Now, Dan, I know that there's a lot of other things that you're working on out there, you know, in your world, and we'll come back to some of that. But I want to switch over to Abby. I want to talk to Abby a little bit because, um, you know, she, she's a very important piece of the puzzle there at North Bay. And, and um, she's called a snakehead. And she's called. <laughs> she I, I, tells I, me I, every time I, I see her. That I, I, be, I believe she's caught more than one. Uh, you ever bungee jump? Want to talk not. about it? so uh, so let's go ahead and introduce abby abby tell us a little bit about yourself Uh, i i met abby through north bay and dan and um you know we've had a couple fishing trips down here together and had some opportunities to hang out and i will tell you this uh our last trip up there, we got a big bag of what did you get, Gary? We got a big bag of blueberries. Yeah. You can tell you what, my, my teeth and my face was blue for days, brother. No, I'm just kidding, but at least for four hours, I knew that. <laughs> but um, so, Abby, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, kind of opposite of Dan, I grew up outside. Uh, so, I'm from Pennsylvania, and we had always been fortunate enough to have a beach house down at the Delaware beaches. So, I got to grow up on a boat every weekend since I was a baby, crabbing, clamming, fishing, all that. So, nice. I fell in love with the water from a very young age and just kind of wanted to stick with it through adulthood. So, so, so what, what is, uh, what is, what is your, what is your like earliest memory? Like, so, so let's talk about your love of the outdoors. What, what is it like, like my one memory for me is my mom taking me fishing on a pier to catch bluegills. You know, that's like my first fishing memory. That's the memory that like kind of got me bit. What, what was it for you that really captivated you to go this direction? I don't know if there's any one specific thing. I don't know what it is about fish for me. I just really like fish. (laughs) Um, But just starting off, like, catching bait fish off the dock to go use, to go out into the ocean or go out into the bay to catch something bigger. I don't know. It's... I don't know how to explain it. (laughs) So, 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 So what was the first fish that you remember that you kind of wanted to go after? I don't flounder, probably All some right. kind of flounder. My favorite fish to this day is mahi mahi to look at, to catch, to eat. They're eat. pretty. Yeah, they're my pretty favorite. <laughs> I tell you what, I, that that's something I've only had the opportunity to catch once. I think two times I've caught mahi in my life: one off Virginia Beach and one off Ocean City. And uh, I was just amazed at a cup that big floating out there. Guys, like, hey, there's a cup over there. Let's go over there and go look at that cup. You pull over there, and there's five. Frickin' my my laying under this cup. Yeah. Anywhere that you could find Not something floating, you know, you could go. I mean, I'm talking something this big had four or five fish on it, you know. So I can I can understand why that would that would that would be exciting, you yeah. know. So I know we were talking before the show a little bit about education and 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 the direction that that you want to go with 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 what you're doing. You know, when you got out of high school, I know you went on to college, and 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 what was it? I mean. I know, I know what you just said you love. What, what did you want to learn? I mean, what was it that you went after in college? Uh, marine science as a whole. Um, got to do some field work mm-hmm. down in Wallops Island in Virginia where I got to go collect fish, collect inverts, um, all that stuff. Long run, I would love to work with shark research and conservation. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Sharks, love them. <laughs> but kind of still keeping in that educational aspect and teaching the public about awareness because there's so many misconceptions about sharks. Everybody's like, well, they're just going to eat you. Not really, but... <laughs> hey, have you swam with any sharks? I actually was just down in North Carolina scuba diving, and we had some sand tigers down there. Oh, wow. How big were they? Big? Um, Six feet. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah. Kaz, I think you'd need a new pair of shorts after that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you wouldn't be able to tell anyway. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think the banana slide's going to help when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as far as the outdoors go, I mean, do you do any hunting or anything like that or no? I've never been hunting, no. Okay. Nope. Um, so, how did you wind up at North Bay? Tell me a little bit about that. So, you got, let, let's talk about the ride from 
out of high school till we get to North Bay. We go to college. We tell us about that. Yeah, um, went to college, Westchester University, up in PA. Brand new marine science program. Was planning on transferring out to another school because when I applied, they did not have the program. Um, like I said, from there, we got to do some research down at Wallops Island, which I love the hands-on aspect. I don't necessarily want to work in a lab. I like being able to get my hands wet, my feet dirty, all that fun stuff. Um, from there, I started with an internship down at Delaware State Parks at Cape Henlopen State Park in oh, Lewis. Wow. And then I continued going back there for another three years, six months out of the year. And then just finding random jobs to work in the summer or the winter months. I threw no newspapers in the middle of the night. Wow. <laughs> One year, which was an experience um and then that's so cool though you know it's, I mean, it's different yeah. yeah i tried it i did it for six months i like sleeping during the night <laughs> right <laughs> um so kind of my last year i kind of split the summer i spent some time in alaska working on a cruise ship Damn, as a naturalist cool. <laughs> um and then spent the rest of the summer at the beach and then i was just ready to look for something that was 12 months out of the year was kind of tired of trying to find something to fill that time when it wasn't the summer season. I get it. It's called pecking away, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't like doing that either. Yeah, so I was looking for – I was ready to settle for a lab job, which I really didn't want to do, but it was kind of like that's what it was looking like it would be. And then I applied the same day for a lab position and a position at North Bay and ended up taking the position at North Bay to continue with the educational aspect. You just said, you just said a, 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 very, a very key word that I picked up on. You used the word settle. You know, and I just, I just want to mention this. You didn't settle, no. you know. And I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned in my life is that, you know, you, you can have steak and potatoes your whole life. I or, like steak and potatoes. Or you can have cheese and crackers, you know. Do you want to settle for cheese and crackers in life, or do you want to do the work yeah. and have steak and potatoes, you know. What if you like steak and cheese and crackers? Then you just <laughs> you just crush the cheese and crackers up over the steak and broil it all together, bro. I mean, that's what I would do. I mean, you all know me. I'm not afraid to throw some cheese and crackers on my steak. No, I'm just kidding. Um, before we go any further, let's, uh, let's give away something else. Let's give away a Booyah pad crusher, okay? So uh, my good friend uh, Kevin Hogan over there at Bass Rock Outdoors. See this hat right here I'm wearing on my head today? This is one of the nicest hats, and I'll tell you what. I like the logo that's on that hat right there. It's a really, really nice hat. And uh, let me tell you what, I really just love the stuff he's doing over there. And, and he's also got a, one hell of a spice line that he's got out there mm -hmm. right now. Uh, so make sure you check out uh, all of the uh, different spices he has available for snakehead chicken, barbecue, whatever the heck you want to do. He's got something there that you can use, you know. Um, so uh, for the Booyah Pad Crusher, uh, what do you want to say, Eddie? I think you should pick the word this time. I should pick the word this yeah, time? because I'm going to go back to bungee jumping. <laughs> you the golden eye, man. It's got to be the golden eye. It's got to be the golden eye. It's got to be the golden eye. So, uh, okay, so Abby, so, so, so we're, we're, we're fishing. We're, we're, we finally figured out what we want to do in our life. We're not packing. And the only reason I say the whole settle thing, because I was there at one time in my life, you know, where I just wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do this, but I also wanted to do this, but I wanted to go fishing. I wanted to go to the beach and I wanted to go do all that. So you want to play and you want to work and you're trying mm -hmm. to figure out the balance, but you really kind of want to play more than you want to work. And then you get to a place where you really need to work more than you want to play, you know? Yeah. So, and I think that's kind of like what happened with me, you know? So I just decided I wasn't going to settle for it either. So. A lot of times, you know, I tell people, don't be afraid to take a risk. Don't be afraid to step outside the box. And don't be afraid to do something that somebody else is afraid to do, you know. Yeah. Um, so we're at North Bay. What, what, what do you like most about, like, what do, you, what do you like about going to work every day? I mean, you're always smiling. You're always happy. I mean, I think that's one of the things that really attracts people to you is just your character, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so what, 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 what makes you this happy? I mean, what's, what's going on at North Bay that, that you love so much? Um, for me, a big thing is just making a difference, whether it be in the natural world, which is kind of where I started, or in these kids' lives. So we typically just see them for one week, but in that week, you can see the difference that you've made with these kids. Yeah. Um, so that's the big thing is just making a difference. And at North Bay, you can do it with both, where you can educate on the environment and how important that is and what's going on there, um, as well as the life. So it's kind of double, double win. What, uh, what, is, what is your favorite program there that they do? Fishing. What? Fishing. Fishing. I was going to say. So, <laughs> so, so we, did, we didn't really talk about, um, you know, the whole aquarium side. You know, I know that, that you're the second in the chain of command as the director in the aquarium <coughs> area. Um, let's talk a little bit about the aquarium. Let's talk a little bit about what you guys got in there because it is just amazing when I walk in that room and I see all the animals on the walls and stuff like that. So uh, what, what do you guys like to, to keep in the tanks to show the kids? What's some of the stuff the kids can see when they come there? 
Uh, we like to keep stuff. We have different themes for the tanks. So we have a stream tank. So some fish that you might find in streams. We have, we're looking to get some more for that. For some chubs, stasis. Um, we have the bay tank. We've got some bass in there, an American eel, a perch. Uh, we're looking to keep a crab. Keep a crab alive in a crab tank, but... <laughs> I can help with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I first started, there was no fish um, tanks at all on display. And um, I actually got into liking fish tanks and aquariums watching the movie Deuce Bigelow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I bet that, dude. Uh, oh. that um, be, hey, this uh, podcast is only getting better, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> Let's hear that story. <laughs> This is the greatest episode we've ever had. I'm this is my favorite one. I'm like Mark is down 67. <laughs> episode 67 is the best episode we've ever had. This is like Jerry Springer or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. So, yeah, let's hear this story yeah. about how Deuce Bigelow is so like the aquarium. I'm like 14-15, yeah, when it comes out, 14-15, and I'm watching it. And, you know, being, a, being at that age, you know, you want to be like the playboy. You want to get all the girls. So I'm watching it, and Deuce Bigelow goes into the gigolo's house, and he has a big tank with lionfish in it, and he feeds a goldfish in there, and, like, the, the lionfish eats it like that. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, he's like, women find that very erotic. And I was like, all right, I need a fish tank. And is that how you wind up getting married, or what? How does, how does this work out, man? How does this play out? No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I just always fucking had it like, I need a fish tank. Your I need a fish tank. Yeah. Your wife wouldn't ask Terry earlier that she probably would have left them anyway. <laughs> I, 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 I wonder if she's watching or what. <laughs> yeah, that's the move is, you know, come back and see the fish tank, you know. But, um, yeah, so I just always had an affinity for fish tanks after that, you know. It's just stuck in my head but besides, you know. Oh besides the women thing, it was just, it's, it's a cool thing to look at. It's, it's soothing, yeah. you know. So um, at North Bay... We had tons of tanks that were just sitting empty. And you could do anything you wanted. And this one guy was leaving. His name was Lance. And he liked eels. So he took me down to the, to the dock. And we had these PVC pipe in the water. And he would check them all the time. And eels would pop out all the time. So he was, he was like, yeah, this is something you could do. And like, I was catching eels. And I was like, man, eels are cool as hell. Like, they're, they're my favorite fish, the American eel. Is that right? Yeah. So How about that, man? I don't know if uh, anybody's ever said that to me, that my I've favorite never, fish is, never is the American eel. That's cool, though, man. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, so like just hearing the story of what they have to go through to reproduce and how they have to go through like dams all the time. It's like, this is really cool. Well, you got to put this in a tank on display. So we have an American eel on tank. It's been seven years. I hand feed it, actually. It comes up, it, you know, it's, it play with it. It's, it's awesome. So that is, that, for, is, that yeah. is pretty cool, man. What's his, what's his name? Um, Ashley named I think she named it Masha. I don't like naming my fish because then they always die, so I don't uh. name them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess when you give something a name, you can kind of attach to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it just went from there to just being like, all right, I'm just going to keep expanding and get more and more tanks. And then now we have six, eight tanks. We have some on sustainability with catfish. We have to teach them that, hey, you don't have to always fish to get stuff. You can grow it here and eat it, like... Just like chickens. Um, we have a touch tank. So, 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 so this catfish tank, you're showing the growth. Is that what you're doing with it? Showing them how fast they grow and how... So basically, you're teaching the kids how to farm a fish if they want to. Yep. And and a lot of things that um, I like to do is just use recycled and reused products on a tank. We have a crab tank that has old bottles and just old air pumps. And that is the filtration, basically. So we're showing, like, you can, like, reuse stuff and... And not have to just throw it away. You don't buy it and just throw it away. You can like right. reuse bottles for anything that you want, essentially. So we kind of have each tank dedicated for a different purpose. So like um, what Abby was saying, um, we kind of have from stream to shore that, you know, the streams, they affect the shore, which is going to affect the oceans. Like everything is connected just to kind of get an idea of like how things go. I really like what they're doing, man. Like just yeah, the way sure. they're breaking everything down here, you know, for everybody to see, you know. Um, so Abby, let's let's talk about um, let's talk about today. So um, where are we at today? What what what, what does Abby want to do? What what does Abby want the future for her? What does she see? Um, I don't know. I am currently actually on the board for a new startup kind of nonprofit that is using aquarium divers. I'm a volunteer scuba diver at the Adventure Aquarium in Camden, and it's utilizing aquarium divers to go do coral restoration. 
which is pretty awesome. And that so we're hoping cool. that that's going to kind of pick up and help make the difference there because the coral reefs are not doing super great in the world today. So hopefully just moving down along, meeting some good people, making a difference somewhere along the line. End game. <laughs> I, I, I think I think to even ask either of yourselves if you're making a difference is, is just not even a question worth even asking because I think everybody knows that you guys are making a huge difference, not just in the community, but this, this, is, this will trickle down over time. So it's not just what you're helping here, it's what you're helping in the future, you know, and I think that the ideas that you guys are discussing today and that we're talking about, these are really, really some great ideas. Uh, before we go any further, though, let's talk about the Bait Boys, my good friend Damien Tall. Look, uh, we're going to give away... This uh, buzz toad right here, a KVD buzz toad. If you have not used the KVD buzz toad, it is absolutely amazing. Catches snakeheads. Uh, the buzz baits have been working fairly well here recently. I know Gary, you've been doing good on some other brands and some things mm. like that. Uh, so the top water bite, you know, it's been uh, it's been it's been it's been good here and there. You know, like I said, stability's been our biggest thing, and water temperature's been our biggest thing. And I think we're going to figure out today uh, how good we are when we go out and we try to fish 115 degree water here in a little bit. Mm. So uh, if you want to win this uh, buzz toad, Gary, what do you want to say? Nothing on bungee cords, brother. <laughs> Toad buzz. How's toad buzz? Toad buzz. Toad buzz. Toad buzz. Sounds good to me. Um, so Abby, let me ask you this: um, How many snakeheads have you caught? More than Dan. That's all we need to know. That's a true fisherman. So, so I understand that today that you're kind of being put on fishing restriction until Dan gets his first snakehead. So. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a private pond to go to and hang out because it was probably going to be a long day. So at least you can go catch some fish there. Today. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. But I know I'm really excited about what we're going to get into today. Um, Dan, let's talk about some other things real quick before I forget on you, okay? Um, I know there's some things that you've been working on. I heard something about a podcast. I heard something about uh, some restaurant stuff and some things like that. So, uh, you know, being that... We know that you're just overly involved in North Bay. I can't even imagine how you have time to do these 90 other things that you're doing, like myself. Um, I guess we always find time to figure it out. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your podcast. Okay. So the podcast is called The Podcast on Everything, and it's been running for about three years. Um, I just had, do you know, how well do you guys know the 90s? I mean, I, I would know pretty well. <laughs> you and I are about the same age. All right. The song, <clears throat> whoop, there it is. Yep. I had one of the um, singers of that song oh, on no my kidding. podcast recently. That's awesome. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's um, so cool. Yeah. So um, I think that was episode 50. That's the last episode I did. But um, so I, I just do everything on it. Um, I, I'm playing a game called Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? In which I'll just have contestants just try to see how far they can go. And um, he actually tried to do that, too. <laughs> oh, that's cool. On, on the show. Um, but it's since the podcast on everything, it goes... <laughs> Whatever I want to do, whatever anyone emails me, I'm willing to do. So how, how often do you do the podcast? Um, what I realize is a lot of people flake out at the last moment. So I would like to do it more, but like, like you guys, i got a million things going on. I right. also coach basketball on the side and t-ball, so I'm, I'm always doing something now. I'm on town council. I, I was going to yeah. talk. So, 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 so I do want to talk yeah. about that a little bit. So, um, you know, you're, you're making some political connections. You're kind of making some, some moves in the directions that you're going, and um, I, I do know that you got on the town council. So let's talk a little bit about the Port Deposit and town council and what you're doing there to help them out now. Yeah, so I just started um, last month, and Port Deposit is an historic town right below the Conowingo uh, Dam. Um, it had the naval base there left in the 70s, and since then it's kind of slowly gone downhill. Um, Main Street is amazing. They have a lot of granite. It, it's a beautiful town if people invest and keep up with it. It's a good town to go fishing. It's right where um, striped bass go and rockfish go, so it is a great launching area. And people know it as like this one town that has a really good restaurant and like party scene in the restaurant. And it's way more than that. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do is... I can tell you this. When, when, when I would fish mm -hmm. over at Lapidum across mm -hmm. the river, I could hear the music. I could hear the yeah. screaming. I could hear all that going over at Tomes Landing. I think it was called back then or whatever. But I remember mm -hmm. sitting over there at night at Lapidum, sitting on the end of the rock pile, just listening to him scream and hollering the music on a nice, quiet night. On a windy night, you couldn't hear it. But, you know, it was quiet and the wind wasn't blowing. My mm -hmm. good Lord, you could hear them people partying there. And what was the other restaurant up, up the road? Uh, the Union Motel. 
maybe partying there until you could hear the motorcycles going up and down the road all night, you know. Um, yeah, Port Deposit was always a really neat town to me, too. You know, uh, the, the Bainbridge and all that, you know. I mean, I know some of the history there, and I grew up fishing the Upper Bay. That's that's where I kind of did all my fishing until I got here, you know. Um, it's a great fishery, and at Port Deposit has some very, very great access areas there, too. Um, yeah, I, I think um, we have a lot of really good people in charge now of the town, and that you're going to see a lot of changes and just getting a lot of community events and stuff going on up there. Um, and that's kind of the, one of the goals. Um, they have four major warehouses that are about to be built uptown, which hopefully will help out and get people jobs because we have double um, the unemployment rate as, I know. as everybody else. So they need help. So, I I, I think I think the biggest thing when people look at Port Deposit, you know, as they drive through, they, they see the old history there. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Um, just the, the the infrastructure there is always amazing to me to see the old buildings, you know, and and the way they were built, the brick and that kind of stuff. Especially the granite too, like you're saying. I mean, some of the churches I've been in there are just absolutely amazing. You know, um, didn't PBS do a, a a show on Port Deposit a couple years ago? I think I think they did. They, 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 I remember yeah, they, watching it on TV and they were talking about the kind of wind go down when it was built and how, you know how the town progressed and and when the, when the Naval Academy left. Yeah, it's got an interesting history with the Tome School being there. Yeah, and the buildings are still the Donaldson there. Brown Building. I mean, that's up yeah. top. You know, I've been there several times. Yeah, I just found out that um, the person that created Central Park in New York also created the gardens for the Tome School. Oh, oh wow. wow. So it's got like all this cool history of all these major players in America, like have, have and, been and, there. And I think yeah. I think what, what you said too about you know getting some some events going on in the town of Port Deposit would really really help to boost some of the, the economic impact. You know what I'm saying? And you guys have the area there to do that. I mean, you guys got area there. You could put on a. Uh, there used to be a Chesapeake Bay Music Festival. You know, and it's gone. We haven't had it for years. But I mean, you guys got areas there that you could do something like that. You know, and that could draw, you know, people to for lodging, for accommodations, for food, for vendors, for things like that. You know, and I think we've already said to you, you know, anything that you guys are looking to do up there or get going, you know, we would be happy to help in any way that we can, you know, to help you get some stuff. And we've actually talked about some things that we're not going to talk about on the podcast today that are really, really, really exciting for the town of Port Deposit. And uh, I'm really hoping that we get to move forward on some of the things and some of the ideas that you guys are having up there because I think that you guys are really going in the right direction with the thoughts and, and, the, and the angles that you guys are putting together, you know. And I'm really glad to see you're involved with it, you know. I mean, I, I just – I don't know how you do it all. I just don't. You know, how do you go to North Bay? How do you go to council meetings? How do you run this restaurant? How do you do your podcast? How do you coach the kids? How do you do all this, you know? I hope it's got to be a lot of Red Bulls, I would think, like me, maybe, though. But, no, um, but um, yeah, my, my wife is making me scale back, you know, um, because I don't say no. I'm we always, nodding I'm for always, Eddie. You too busy too. More stuff, <laughs> Sounds you know? like my wife. Right? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm always willing to do more and more stuff, and then you realize, all right, well, now I'm sacrificing – the other things that are important to I, me. I, I think, I think yeah. a lot of us here in this room are, are in that same boat. And yep. I think that the biggest thing that everybody's trying to figure out now is balance. Like, how can we balance this all out so that we're effective in all the areas and we're not taking from one area or sacrificing work in another area, you know? So, um, I don't know, Dan. Um, t tell us a little bit about your restaurant gig and what's going on with that. Um, I'm about to open up three restaurants in the Harvard County area um, called Capriati's. It's a sandwich shop. And the first one is going to be in Bel Air, Maryland. Okay. So that should be opening up soon. Um, Capriati's is from Wilmington, Delaware. I grew up on it. And then they went to Las Vegas. And everyone goes to Las Vegas. So people started taking it around. And then it just became like this franchise that it's kind of exploding. So while I was last year, you know, sitting back with COVID being inside, I was like, I need to find a way to do something else. Because I can't sit still, apparently from all the, all the things I've mentioned on, okay. on here. So I was like, all right, you know, maybe I can invest in this and, and make some side money, get like a beach house in you know, Costa Rica. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know. Um, Love sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, that, so that's my next, my next thing. So I'm scaling back some other stuff, going to focus on that and hopefully be sponsors for a whole bunch of events and make money, you know. <laughs> it sounds like yeah. you got some great business ideas yeah. going on there. Um, Abby, before we get out of here today, what, what is your favorite fish to catch now today? Probably still mahi. mahi. It's, it's been a while. We don't have the boats anymore, so it's hard for me to get out into the salt water. But 
I would probably still say mahi. But but other than that, it's probably snakeheads maybe. Second runner up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you've ate it. You've ate it. How, how, what did you think of it? I like it. It's good meat. Dan, have you ate it? I've had it a few times. Um, my buddy called one in Port Deposit a couple years ago, and that was the first time I tried it. I've tried the the bites here, and they're really good. So I like to catch it because it's it's a tasty fish. Well, hopefully today we're gonna get that over and done with today and we can make that post we've been waiting to make for the last year That's that right. you've got your big snake head and uh <laughs> and we're good to go and not not an empty <laughs> set of lip grippers uh, I, um, I brought my lucky shirt uh my wife has it on so I t- I, I it, saw it's that. a done deal it's gonna happen you think so yeah. so if it doesn't happen today what, 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 what can we can we rib you on the next podcast um, or what well the day's not gonna end because it's gonna keep going <laughs> <for the> next <laughs> he said so. I, ain't going, I ain't going home till it's done dude all right give me a cast <laughs> net give me the gig give me the bomb i'm getting it so um Anything else that you guys want to add today before we skedaddle out of here and go fishing? Um, well, thank you guys for letting us jump on the of show course, and talk about our programs and what we do. Absolutely. And we really appreciate that. We're, we're honored. We're honored just to mm-hmm. be in there, you know, anywhere. So I can't thank you enough for getting that bungee jumping story out of <laughs> I'm already, get, I'm already getting all kinds of messages and memes sent to me. So. <laughs> yeah. no, I can't wait for Sam to send the video. It's going to be amazing. I'm, oh, just, I'm waiting for the list of nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> it will no longer be a cast. <laughs> PPGP. No, uh, just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Uh, um, Eddie, do you, you think anything else that we need? I know i got to give away some crabs. We need to talk about a couple things here. Yep. So we've got the... Uh, Angler Spotlight of the Week this week. Patrick Smith submitted that, uh, this picture of his kid holding up his snakehead. Um, that is from <coughs> Patrick Smith. I, I don't think he said how big it was. It was six or seven pounds or something like that, I think is what he said. I, don't, I didn't write that one down. Um, but this was Patrick. Just stop by the store here. You can pick up your MEPS lure. Um, let's see. What else we have? We have the uh, Snakehead Life Fishing Club meeting coming up uh, July 21st, two weeks from today. And remember, guys, it's $50 uh, per year. To be a member of the Snakehead Life Fishing Club. If you fish all four of our tournaments, you get in for free to the club. Um, the, speaking of the tournaments, the next tournament is uh, July 31st, um, and that is the Snakehead Summer Slam. That is $50 to enter, and they're, uh, that's sponsored by Angler Sports Center. And we're already getting a bunch of people signed up, so make sure you get signed yep, up. Make get sure you get up. registered. Don't wait. Um, remember, guys, you're fighting for the Angle of the Year trophy, and that's sponsored by CCA Maryland's Great Invasive Count. Um, Calcutta's, they're $10 each to get into them. Heaviest of the tournament, sponsored by Bassfork Outdoors. Longest of the tournament, sponsored by Horseman Enterprises. The most harvested, sponsored by the Land Group. And, of course, the heaviest of the year, sponsored by the Bait Boys. And the current leader of that is Matt Fletcher with 7.75 pounds. And the current leaders for uh, Anger of the Year, Justin Klein and Tom Malachewski, tied for 214 points. And, of course, as always, the uh, free-to-enter youth division, which Willie killed, sponsored by Roy Bradshaw's Body Shop. Let's touch on that real quick, this kids' division. There's a lot of people asking about this. So if you're having any problems registering online or anything like that, don't worry about it. Just uh, Yeah, kids just go fishing. Yeah, just take them fishing and be here at the weigh-in, you know, when we get here yep. at 430. You know, you ain't got to be here for the captain's meeting for the kids. We're not worried about that. Because no. then kids don't want to be up at no 5 o'clock in the morning coming here, you know. <laughs> oh, sure they and the winners of the giveaways real quick. Um, let's see. The winner of the Lunker Hunt Pocket Frog was Mary uh, Conchar. The winner of the Nantabury Frog was Tyler Smith. The winner of the Booyah Frog was Justin Sellers. And nobody said Toad Buzz in the comments, so we'll roll that one in the next week. Sounds good to me. Um, Gary, you got anything else? Did you want to add? Nobody's had a Toad Buzz. So, so Gary, um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about you with your schedule with guides. You got openings? You available? Tell tell them what's going on. It's just tough fishing. I mean, I I took a fellow yesterday and his and his son, and we fished. Sun up, sun down, and never saw a snakehead. This water's a hundred degrees. It's, you yeah. know, it's I, I couldn't believe I, I went to change the water out in my <laughs> minnow bucket, and the, and the water in the, that I was dipping up was hotter than. I was the water say in the probably bucket. in the bucket. Oh, yeah, I went up put yeah. some ice in there with, with them. It's just it's just incredibly warm out. Uh, you got to remember too, when it's hot like this, keeping beta lies are really really hard, you know. And I always yeah. tell people, you know, it's always smart. You know, make sure you got good batteries in your aerator. If you need an aerator, you can pick one up here at the Wolford store. You know, we got them here. And batteries, too. Batteries, too. I mean, the, the, the biggest thing is taking care of your bait. You know, same with your fish. You know, you want to take care of your fish when it's hot like this. You just don't want to treat them like yeah, a piece of crap and throw them back in the water. Yeah, you know? Another thing is, you know, just because your bait's alive doesn't mean it's lively. That's right. 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 You know, it doesn't hurt. You can put a little ice in there. You don't want to freeze them. Right. 
Just keep the water cool. That's what I tell people. If you put too much ice in there, you're going to shock them. You're going to kill them. If you put just a little bit in there at a time, you know, you can watch the fish and see how they respond to it. And then you know whether you can add some more or not. You know, yeah, you don't want to go. Don't, you don't want to throw a 10-pound block of ice in there. <laughs> Hell no, dude. I thought, I thought, look, I, me- I remember one time Uncle Wayne said to me, he says, yeah, but just put some ice in the bucket. And I had probably, I don't know, half a gallon of minnows in there and about this much water in my aerator. And I came here. I was... I don't know, I was probably in my late 20s, I don't know, but I came here and I got a bag of ice. And that was a long time ago. Dumped the, that's what I'm saying, it's been a long time. <laughs> I dumped the ice in there because I didn't know any better, and uh, I, I just threw it in the back of the truck, got down there, I opened the lid, and I'm looking in there, and all the minnows are just on the top doing this, like they're freaking out, you know, I'm like, oh, so I called him and said, I don't know what I did, he said, well, how much ice you put in? I said, the whole, the whole seven pounds, he goes, you might as well take them home and eat them now, you done killed them, man, you know, so, so you got to remember to take care of your bait, you know, a good aerator is very important right now. You know, when it's hot like this, make sure that you keep your air stone clean because they can get algae on it and they just don't work as well. You know, when that happens, you're blowing that algae through the tank and you're killing the fish too. So, you know, I always tell people, if you're using an aerator, make sure you keep your, your stone clean, you know, clean your line out, you know, change your batteries. It's really important, especially when it's hot like this. It's um, just like having a fish tank, basically. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you want your bait to catch fish or do you want your bait out there? Just, you want the woman to find it erotic or not? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, oh man, you're right. This was one of the best podcasts <laughs> I've ever seen. Uh, you got anything else, Eddie? What That's all I've got. Anybody else got anything? I'm good. Well, Fourth <laughs> of July just passed, and um, you know it was really, really tough with crabs this weekend, uh, but we did make it happen. And um, you know, as we come to another weekend, we're going to do the same thing again, and we're going to have more crabs, and we're going to make it happen. So, two one three three eight York Road. You can find me out there, or you can find me in Abington, Maryland, at the. Uh, Beverage Barn across from Walgreens on the corner of 924 in Box Hill. Uh, you can see Big Mike there. You can see Riley up at the Maryland line. Um, crabs right now are looking really, really good. What I see coming for the weekend, a lot of big stuff coming, looks like. Um, the females are heavy. They're egged up. They're looking really, really good, and they're looking solid. Um, we should have a few soft crabs this weekend. I'll have some more uh, fat-ass super salts up there, too, this weekend. There's, there's deep cup oysters. You know, they're very, very good. Uh, I'll have more rockfish fillets. We've been running through that. Uh, the shrimp, we've been going through that, so we'll have more shrimp this weekend. Uh, I'm probably going to add a couple other things to the mix. I'm not sure what it's going to be. I remember local Larry is set up right next to me right now. He's got uh, all the fresh local produce that you want. Uh, none of this stuff coming out of the south. You know, it's all local stuff grown by the Amish up there in Pennsylvania. It's uh, not $1.50 an ear. It's uh, $8 a dozen. So you can get a really good deal on some super sweet corn there. And it's absolutely amazing. I've ate it myself. So, uh, look, we're going to give away a couple uh, dozen crabs this weekend. So um, here's what I'm going to do. Um, you know, every week we give away a couple dozen. So I'm going to give... Uh, Tammy Raver Warfield, I'm going to give you two dozen mixed Maryland crabs this weekend. And uh, Susan Clayton Collins, I'm going to give you two dozen mixed crabs this weekend. So, uh, you know, I always say it. If you can't be good, be good at it. And I'm pretty good at getting crabs. So, um, look, uh, my crabs, they have three first names. It's heavy, full, and fat. Dan, do you know this song? I've heard it many times. And I was trying to sing it to, uh, to Abby on the, on the way down. I said, I, I can't sing it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm going to start, start over again. So at any time that you guys want to join in and sing with me, you are more than welcome to. And I'm sure that the public would love, love to hear your voice. What in that song rhymes with bungee cord? <laughs> <laughs> Munching cords? <laughs> My crabs, they have three first names. It's heavy, full, and fat. My crabs, they have a fourth name. Completely mustard. And I was like, absolutely <laughs> mustard packed. <laughs> so if you ask me where they're from, they're all from right here on the Eastern Shore. A little chop tank, big chop <laughs> tank, fishing bay, Hunger River. Hey, look, they're just good crabs. So if you ask me where they're from, they're all from right here on the Eastern Shore. They're all from the big chop <laughs> tank, the little chop tank, fishing bay, and the Hunger River. So if you ask me where they're from, they're 100% guaranteed Maryland number one. Ones. <laughs> At the crab stand, here's a fact I know for sure you're coming back. Kapow! Kapow! We're going fishing. Kapow!